hey, hey, it's Carrington from K&K's Gaming Indie, no, Indie Gaming Corner, Indie Gaming Corner, Indie yeah. Gaming Corner, let's go. <laughs> Have a rad day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're packing up. We're going. We're leaving. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a long morning already for me, so I apologize. K&K's Indie Gaming Corner. Booyah. Let's go. Let's get her done. Here with my good friend, Kyle. That is me. How are you this morning, good sir? I am slowly waking up. Um, got my coffee. I'm ready nice. to roll. I might not nice. be on the level of wake up like you are, getting buff and getting ripped. But you know I got how coffee. I be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I've been up since 5 o'clock this morning. Just got back from the gym and hit record. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do this. So the game we decided to review, um, it just came out. Um, so as of this recording, you can go and get it right now. Um, is Silt by Spiral Circus. It is available on all platforms. It is not on Game Pass, if I remember right, because I don't remember playing on a Game Pass. Mm. Um, so what is Silt? Silt is a surreal, and I'm reading this description straight, so just letting you guys know. Uh, Silt is a surreal underwater puzzle adventure game. Alone in an underwater abyss, you are a diver searching the deep to uncover long-forgotten memories. Possess the creatures around you to solve puzzles and travel further into the darkness. Kyle? That's me. <laughs> you you are fresh with finishing the team. You're like fresh, fresh. Like within fresh, the past few three minutes. hours. Yeah. Yeah. A few minutes even, yeah. <laughs> now, I finished it as well. Um, so since your thoughts are a bit more fresh, just finishing it, what are your like raw thoughts? Because I've had time to think about it. I think I made the mistake of comparing this game to Inside when I mm -hmm. first saw it because the art, the the tone of it looks very much like Inside. Sure. Um, when you start it, uh, the the sounds are very atmospheric, mm -hmm. like Inside provides. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe there was inspiration drawn from that game, but the game is different from inside so mm -hmm. as soon as i started playing into that i wiped that out of my system completely um i really enjoyed my time with it um i i this day and age uh being a a dad a husband and i work full time i appreciate the games that aren't 40 hours long <laughs> sure so uh, I, this game took me maybe just a couple hours to beat and so I really appreciate that. Now, as far as the gameplay goes, um, it's it's a puzzle game. You're underwater, diving deep into the sea, coming across creatures that are rather ferocious and hideous and weird. And I loved every bit of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my playthrough with this. And um, because it's not very long, I'll probably enjoy playing through it again in the future, um, which I, I think games that tend to do that tend to cut it a little shorter than they need to are smart because mm -hmm. you play more and more of a game. And I don't want to call it a simple game because the game is very it gets very challenging, especially towards the end mm -hmm. um, where they cut it off shorter than maybe they need to it, it allows you to to walk away from it feeling like oh that was a good experience 
you know, I didn't feel like it was overplayed. So I really appreciated what Spiral Circus um, uh, did with this game. So I don't know. What, what were your impressions of it? So my first impression booting up the game um, was, and I, I expressed this to you and you agreed as well. It, it's, it looks like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Like very gothic like um and the way the art style was it was I loved it every single creature um mm-hmm. the animation I loved it all cuz it was just all unique and also creepy but not mm-hmm. too like grotesque no. or anything but right, it was right. it was everything was within eerie. the world. Yeah, it was eerie mm-hmm. and everything fit into the world that they were trying to to build and tell. And as you said, it does get challenging towards the end, which I did appreciate because some of those puzzles, they were pretty tough. Uh, even once I figured out what to do, it was also hard to execute sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so just this is a uh, chapter. I can't remember if this is three or four, but it's towards the end um, where you have these like worm-like creatures that come out and grab it's you and eat you. Yeah. Yeah. It took me forever to finish the first time where you have to get by like four of them to get these amoeba like creatures to 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 kill them. Mm-hmm. It took me forever to do that. I'm like I know what to do, but it took me forever. Yeah, so I was thinking about that with a game that's so short, is it is it a problem having puzzles like that where it does take you a handful if not more than a handful of times trial by error to get through it? Mm, uh no, in my opinion, I, I think right. if it's a longer game, yeah. that's harder. That's why that's why Souls like games kind of turn me off mm-hmm. because they are longer, um, and I don't have time to play. Even I don't have a family, but still, even a forty right. to sixty hour game still is daunting to even with just because I have a full time job and I have other games I want to complete as well. Right. You know, so I mean, even with the difficulty of Silt towards the end, it still only took me like a couple hours to complete. So it wasn't even like a big of a deal anyway yeah. um and, and you, you feel rewarded once you finish it too yeah you really do um i don't want to um, dive into the ending as far as not only the spoiler territory but i will say that it left me almost feeling uh going back to inside almost just kind of questioning at the end of the end yes. like what did i just play through what is the meaning of this mm-hmm. and I need to play it again yeah, to kind of replay through everything. And as I'm going through um, uh, the environment, the artwork by Tom Mead is beautiful. I will tell you, it's one of the, the one of the um, more engaging and beautiful environments I've played in a game in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it grasps your attention right from the beginning and underwater games or games with underwater sections with regards to like echo the dolphin are not good and echo's challenging too but i'm right. just saying like you know is there is there really a game that you look back and you think man that was a fun game where you're playing underwater the only one i can think of off the top of my head and this is just literally off the top of my head is subnautica that's the only one i can think okay. of okay yeah, I guess with exception of that. Okay. I mean, I but other than that, prove me but, wrong. <laughs> but still, but still, you still have a good point, though. I mean, there's quite a few underwater games out there that's just like, or even games that have underwater levels. They're just, they just don't, they're just not done right. They're not fun. Mm-hmm. Whereas Silt, um, I felt like the physics were one consistent. They weren't too hard to grasp, and I, 
And not once did I feel like I was moving too slow or that, you know, the game was making a mistake because of you know, basically underwater physics. Yeah. I knew it was my fault. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. It, maybe the fact that the game itself being underwater is a little slower, controlling your character makes it a little easier. Possibly. Um, but they did. They, they executed that. Um, I got to say the, the boss fights were. Yeah, they were very, very good. Very. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> they were um, uh, really good. And for the, those listening, Carrington just put his fingers to his lips. and <laughs> Yeah, I did a chef's kiss. <laughs> the chef's kiss. Um, and, and the the boss designs. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, super creative. Super creative. And whenever you rip the light out of those creatures, it's like you just feel overpowered. It's yeah. so cool. So Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And I, it's funny because there was only one boss I felt like wasn't really a boss. And I think that was chapter two, the weird spider-like thing with the tree on top of it. Oh, yeah. That was the only yeah. one I, that I felt like that was like the easiest boss out of the four. Can we talk about the birds inside that tree? Oh, my God. They had, I couldn't tell if they had hands or if they were wings. Right. <laughs> and it looked like that they were wearing almost like a plague doctor yeah. type. So I didn't know if it was like people, like bald people. I don't know. I couldn't tell, but uh, it was so weird. People so listening, weird. we're describing this, and they're probably, they're yeah. probably like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could flash a picture. I don't know. I'll see something. what I can do. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I got footage of that, so I'll flash it up on the screen right now. Because I did try to make sure to get uh, plenty of footage for this game. Because Yeah. There's a lot to see. Yeah, absolutely. Much. And the environments are just... Good lord. And you can tell they they put a lot of work into the detail and to trying to tell the story with the environments mm-hmm. because there's no dialogue in the game. The only, the only, I guess, writings in the game is at the very, very, very beginning yep. when you start it up. Yeah, it's and, like uh, they've got a poem at the very beginning. Yep, and that poem is very essential to the entire world, which mm-hmm. after finishing it, when I restarted the game and saw the poem again, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. it was just one of those like, oh my goodness moments. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't know, man. The, it's weird. I feel like the game is split into two different environments because you've got your main world where you're, you're puzzling through and you're fighting bosses. And then you've got after each boss, you've got this mechanical steamy steampunkish type world with weird mm-hmm. artifacts and weird statues and stuff that, uh, you're trying to figure out what it is, and I just I I walk away from this game questioning what is everything in this world. <laughs> I'm, so for those listening, I will make probably like a a more in depth spoiler filled video. Mm-hmm. Um, about this because I've had time to, I had that same reaction after I finished yeah. it <laughs> and after thinking about it and like pondering about it and like replaying it again, I now have, I feel like I have thoughts I want to get out there because I didn't know what to think as soon as I finished it. I'm like, I don't know what, I had that same feeling when I play games like this or inside. Yeah. Um, cause like you said, you know, outside of like the genre that they're in, they're two completely different games at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they, they both fit into that genre, but they are they're different. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely different. 
So um, it's just one of those things. It's like I've got thoughts, and I don't want to put them here because if you're listening or you're watching this, um, definitely go out and get it. It's like ten bucks. It's not expensive. It's avail- like I said, it's available on all platforms. Again, the name is Silt um, from Spiral Circus, and they did one heck of a job with this game. Um, and I feel like these smaller games like this. Um, they tend to have, well, not smaller games, I should say shorter games like this, tend to have a lot more detail in them um, than, I, than I feel like uh, other games do, even even indie titles that are that are longer. They, you can tell every single thing has a very specific place. Every single thing was meticulously thought about. And um, so it just, it just brings out the world more. It, it engrosses you a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree, and I'm excited because with with um, uh, Summer Game Fest that we had recently, there is uh, at least a couple games um, that we've seen that are in, like you said, this genre. Last week you talked about it. You said we see that we're seeing more of these kind of games being developed, and and uh, I'm I'm excited for it. So, uh, kudos Spiral Circus for making a fun game. Um, yeah, and I'm excited to see what they have for the future of us. I'm excited to see if there's going to be any DLC for this game as well. You can honestly make a big open tank and put all the fish in it, and I'll just swim around and <laughs> and play around with their little abilities, or do like a, a boss, you know, like a boss selector. Like go, a boss, go back yeah. and replay uh, some of the boss battles. So that would yeah, be I'm, cool. Yeah. Uh, before we give our ratings, I, just, I do want to say really quick how I did I did scream at one point because out out of scared i don't i don't like i i put i don't know if i would call this a horror game per se but it does have some horror elements yeah. to it yeah. and that that puzzle i brought up earlier with the with the long worm-like creature that hit you <laughs> had no idea it was even there so when i went the by first it one snapped yeah, you. yeah yeah when I, when, as soon as it grabbed me I went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that's hilarious so yeah, I think with all that said and done, I, I personally I probably give this a probably an eight point five out of ten. I was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, eight point five out of ten. Wow, we're on the same wavelength same here. Same wavelength, you know. Great yeah. minds, man. Great minds. We think alike. So yeah, uh, Spiral Circus. Yeah, we are. Uh, hopefully, you'll hear some stuff from us and the team shortly. Just uh, keep your eyes peeled. And thank you for making a really fun and beautiful game. Absolutely. And we also look forward to your next project, whatever it may be. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be all right back. And we are back. Um, We are back in business with our second half, which I'm sure you guys all love to hear us just talk and ramble about different subjects. Ramble topics, thoughts. ramble talks, ramble thoughts. The ramble corner. Um, <laughs> Kyle, you know when we were talking, we're like what what should, a topic should be discussed because there, there there nothing controversial has really happened recently um, that I could find at least. Um, there's mm-hmm. all kinds of gaming news out there, but we we look for discussions on, at this point of our show. Mm-hmm. And I sat there thinking. What indie shows 
would you like to see more of? And uh, let me explain so that way, because you already know what I'm talking about because we discussed this already. But to anyone listening, what I'm referring to is um, Netflix has Cuphead, the Cuphead TV show out there. Mm -hmm. And it is great. I love it. Um, I'm not sure if you've watched it yourself, but it is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see um, an indie studio have this idea and have it grow into something more than just a game and and even jump out of the gaming space and into different medias uh, such mm -hmm. as television or movies. So are there indie games out there that you would like to see a TV show or movie of? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I feel like we have kind of had an, no, I guess maybe not. I, I'm thinking of Minecraft. What did Minecraft do? That was story mode. Yeah. Story mode. Yeah. Which Patton really Oswalt was in it. Right. It had a lot of voice actors and stuff. And, and I'm not sure if that would be considered a television show, more of an interactive experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick your own, choose your own adventure kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as in the style of a show like Cuphead, and I think Cuphead was laid out perfectly for a show because it was mm -hmm. based on um, those old cartoons. So mm -hmm. you had the foundation for for a show already, and you had great characters to start out with. Um, so yeah, I, I, Cuphead was is a perfect example of something that could be turned into a show. For me, uh, something that could be turned from a video game into a show. Um, part of me wants to say like Hollow Knight would be a great world uh, for that, as well as um, I, I don't know. You've you've got a huge world, beautiful art. Um, but as far as the story itself, it would probably be kind of interesting. But I don't know. It's kind of difficult to think. Like, how could how could something from gaming go into um, the, the the big screen or not the big screen, but television itself? Is there something that you you had had in mind in particular? Yeah, actually, three games in particular. Oh wow! Look at my okay. notes. Yeah, let's go. Because you need something that with enough story you can work with, but right. also vague enough to where you can kind of explore different uh, sides within the story as, okay. itself. And I think Cuphead definitely lent itself to that. Hey, here's the premise, and here's the basic storyline, and then you're just playing through the levels, defeating bosses and stuff. Okay. Um, so one of mine I thought could be done fairly well because of how powerful it was um, would be Celeste. I think you could do that. You could probably yeah. do a, a movie out of that. Probably not a show, but you could probably do a movie out of that one. I when yeah, I thought about that. How how could that be adapted into a show? When you mentioned yeah. this the other day, um, yeah, but it does. It has that story, that foundation for it. Absolutely, and you could definitely because the story is so powerful. You could still, and, you know, part of it is the. I feel like you have to play it to to get it, but at the same time, I feel like you could tell a very similar story and have it a similar effect with it if you were if it was like a movie or something like mm -hmm. that, um, which I think would be really cool to see, um, especially if it was animated, like hand drawn mm -hmm. animated. Um, I also thought of Hades as well, the mm -hmm. roguelike game. Um, and speaking of roguelike, oh. I put Dead Cells in that in that 
uh, yeah, Dead, yeah realm as well i, I think right. 80s and dead cells both lend themselves to tv shows those both would fit more i think in the anime genre as oh, far yeah. as when i when i think of like dead cells i think of like um oh what's that mmo that game based on the mmo or that show based on the mmo rpg the anime oh um sword art online sword art online yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think that would fit kind of into that criteria absolutely so those are like kind of my three i feel like Hades and Dead Cells could definitely be TV shows. You could you know? take you could take anything Supergiant does and make that into oh, yeah. a show. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean Transistor, Bastion, um, Pyre, Hades, anything that they do. It's it's heavily narrated. They've got the the character development there. Really, you know, you could make whatever they do into a a, a show. Yeah. And, and and their art is always beautiful, um, and it lends itself to something like a TV show as well, um, mm-hmm. very easily. So those are kind of like my choices because some of the games we review, I you know I was looking through the list and stuff and games I've played recently when we were talking about this, and I'm like, ah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. You know, so that sometimes things should just stay a game. You know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think that fits with the whole genre that we just talked about with Silton Inside. Because I was thinking, like, how could any of those, could Limbo, any of those be made into a game? But no, or show. I don't, it'd be hard. Really, I think it'd be really hard because of how vague they are. Yeah, the story is not, it's not in your face there. Yeah. As opposed to games like um, Celeste or Dead Cells. Um if you were to do something like an insider silt, it would have to be, you know, basically a silent film. I, mm-hmm. by, by silent, I mean just no dialogue. I mean, obviously, the, the audio design would have to be insane. It'd have to be an 11 out of 10 um, because you're telling a story without dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Huh. That's interesting. I mean, we've had other... Other games, especially like recently, I mean, they've got they Netflix has um, Castlevania on there. They're getting ready to oh, do re- right, yeah. well. The Resident Evil's live action, but um, I think um, Among Us, I want to say, has something announced. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, they're gobbling up all the fame right now. You yeah. know, they're they're it's a it's a huge game. Definitely, it blew up. Uh, yeah, and I think with the success of and I know Phil the Chef is going to roll his eyes when I say this, but with the success of the Sonic movies, hopefully mm. that is a, a trend that keeps going forward because as a video game movie, it works. Mm-hmm. It takes elements from the games. It, it does some original ideas at the same time. Um, and it, it, it works well for, I mean, that's what video game movies tend to do anyway, but they just never work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you would have gone back in time and said, "Hey, we're making a Sonic movie," and, and if you would have showed me the original trailer and said, "This looks stupid, <laughs> stupid," um, but yeah, they they did a fantastic job. Now, I'm taking an indie game and making it into a movie. I think that would be maybe a little more challenging. Yeah, absolutely, because you already have probably a vision that you know indie devs have. I mm-hmm. mean, they already have so much freedom with what they're allowed to do and what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, once you incorporate more people, more hands, more ideas, maybe it's probably a, a lot harder to execute um, yeah. their original ideas. Yeah. Wow. So if any game 
gets put into a show or a movie, would that be considered an indie movie or indie show? Kind of. I mean, there Maybe. are indie shows still. Yeah. There, there are indie animated studios out there as well. So they do yeah. it. Like, I mean, there's there more hands thing. involved still, yeah. but I mean, they, they do exist out there for sure. Yeah. Got me thinking here. Got me thinking. See, see, maybe you can express your thoughts uh, more on social media because, you know, we're everywhere now. Yeah. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on TikTok. We are on Twitch. And at all those places, and we're on YouTube, and all those places, we are at KKND Gaming. That's it. KK Indie Gaming. It's how I remember the name of this show, actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easier. <laughs> um, Kyle, I had fun as always, man. You have anything yes. else you would like to say or express before we go? Um, I put it out there every week. Send us a voice message on Anchor, anchor.fm slash KK Indie Gaming, and you'll find the voice message button there. It's super simple. All you do is hit record. Send us your um, questions. Send us your opinions and your thoughts, and we'll discuss it on air. And uh, leave us a nice five-star review on um, on Apple Podcasts. Um, we would love to uh, share your reviews on here. Also, I do. I don't know if we vocalize this, but um, if you have not seen us on Spotify, go to Spotify and check out the podcast there. Because not only do you have the audio version, but it automatically uploads our video version, which is on YouTube as well. So if you're a Spotify listener and you prefer Spotify over YouTube, Apple, Anchor, anything else, uh, you will get maximum uh, uh, <laughs> some pleasure, content. yeah, KK content <laughs> pleasure wouldn't be, uh, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> Maximum enjoyment there out of the podcast. So yeah, that's it. Very nice. And, uh, check us out on Twitch. We streamed last week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we'll be talking yes. about next episode. Yep. Um, we were actually a double header next episode actually it is. so be prepared for that we'll be reviewing teenage mutant ninja turtles as well as omari so stay tuned for that and as always have a rad day bye